listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, and OC Monster Man. and thanks for joining us on the 155th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we'll be discussing The Fourth Kind and M. Night Shyamalan's film Signs. And who better to join us for an alien-filled episode than our friend Justin Lore. Hi, Justin. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, thanks for coming on. We're so stoked to have you Thank and you talk for to you about me. these movies. So we often talk about Justin on our show and we say, <laughs> what do we say? We really we, do. We just say Justin from Horror Business. Justin from <laughs> Horror Business. Justin from Horror Business. I don't know how often you listen to our show, but it's a pretty regular thing that we talk yeah, about. Yeah, I listen. I listen. It's uh, I usually, unless like, uh, I usually skip over the trailer trash talk parts, trailer trash talk parts. Uh yeah, your show is your show is honestly one of the uh, one of the few horror podcasts I actually listen to, oh, just because um, you guys. I don't get angry at you guys. Like, I'll be li- <laughs> like, there's a lot of like horror podcasts I listen to, and I'm like, these people don't don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And it we just, don't like, know what the fuck we're mad. talking about, but we acknowledge that we don't. But yeah, exactly. Like you guys are, uh, you're like the perfect kind of horror fan, the non toxic fandom that I. Yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. So we invited Justin on as our, our resident alien specialist. Yeah, that, that's what, what we're going to refer. Yeah, exactly. that's what I think you are. I Your mean, title. You're, as, you're as close to an alien specialist as we're ever going to get on this show. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> we went. We, so we were on horror business. Oh, God. Years ago, probably, um, which was the last time we were invited on that show. <clears throat> we will have you on again. Liam and I talk about <laughs> it all kidding. the time. <laughs> we were on your show a while ago and we talked about alien movies then too. And I just, it just felt right to have you on for this week's episode. It felt so right. Very last minute that. too. Thanks for, thanks for making that work. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Carly, do you want to do the uh, reminder? Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so as a reminder, we are a spoiler heavy podcast. So continue at your own risk. Both of today's films are currently streaming on HBO. So check those out before listening. If you are a spoiler sensitive listener. At a girl. Thanks. I changed it up and you you romberg indeed it. You did it. You read <laughs> it right. <laughs> I did. I didn't even look at that. That's just, you know, that was one thing. Should have found a question mark in there. We're a spoiler spoiler heavy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Podcast? Yeah. I'm gonna try it one day. I'm just gonna like write a bunch of weird shit <laughs> randomly in there and see if she says it. Oh my god. I'm just gonna throw like F bombs. <laughs> We're a Wouldn't fucking a spoiler heavy me, motherfucking podcast. <laughs> I am in. Challenge accepted. I can't even like picture you saying that. You don't swear very much. <laughs> I feel like I do. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe you do. I just you maybe just have I such do a, for me. a nice voice, like a nice happy voice that I can't picture it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, that sounded weird. Excuse me. So usually at this point in our show, we do our trailer trash talk. Um, Justin, why do you skip over that? And I, this, this is just occurring to me that you said you skip over our trailer trash talk. Is that because well, you don't tra- like to know what's coming out? 
Uh, I, well, that's the thing is I, I'm kind of like obsessive about it. So like okay. I check like Apple, the Apple trailers, like I'd say like once every three days and anytime there's a trailer, I watch it immediately. So it's just like, I'd rather hear you guys talk about, like, I'd rather you guys talk about stuff you've seen and stuff you're interested in than trailers that I'm like, yeah, I, I, I saw that. And it's like, nah, I don't know. Okay. There's like a, there's like a lot of weird, like when when podcasts have like segments on things, there's a lot of things that I, uh, I tend to skip over, like any kind of, um, I don't don't know if you guys listened to like the last podcast on the left. I always skip over the hero of the week segments and the fucking match from the past on kind of fun, just because it's like, I like the meat and potatoes of what the episode is actually about, usually. Um, and yeah, just, there's too many podcasts. That's the thing. And it's like, I gotta, (laughs) <laughs> compact my time i don't, I don't have like, a real commute to i appreciate work your honesty yeah <laughs> i love it um so uh so we're, we're not, skipping trailer trash, we're skipping talk trailer trash talk this week <laughs> in honor of justin but not on purpose because we were gonna <laughs> skip it anyway um just because there's really not very many trailers coming out and i'm waiting for the good ones to come out to talk about but I thought it might be fun if we quickly discussed, not spend a lot of time on it, but quickly discuss maybe some films that we're looking forward to in 2020 since the end of the year is coming uh, very soon. Um, maybe just talk about some movies that are coming out, some movies we're excited about, some weird movies that are coming out. I have a list here. But um, let's go around a little bit and maybe talk about a couple movies we're uh, interested in seeing. Why don't we start with uh, you, Carly? Oh, Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, did I put you on the spot? Are you not no, ready? You're good. Okay. Um, a couple movies that I just offhand are thinking of is I think Quiet Place Two is coming out. It is next year. Uh, so super stoked about that. Um, I'm excited to see The Grudge as my first out of the gate movie because I think that's like the first weekend of January. Um, Hansel and Gretel. Um, God, what else is coming out? Those. Those. I mean. I- are you excited about Quiet Place too? Do you have a high expectations for that? I, I find that I'm not very interested in it. I'm very curious. Um, but I think mostly it's because I um, did go to that Q&A with John Krasinski and he was kind of talking about the ideas that he would have for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of is like where, you know, which did they choose? You know, I'm, I'm okay. more like I'm intrigued. You're I'm intrigued to see. Okay. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. How about you, Justin? What are you looking forward to next year? Uh, there's a movie coming out in January called Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> when I first read the premise, I was like, eh. But then I saw the trailer, and I was like, okay, this looks like those really amazing like late 80s aquatic horror movies, like Leviathan and Deep Star Six. And, uh, I mean, people are going to compare it to The Abyss, obviously, because it takes place underwater, but yeah. this looks far more uh, horrific than the like there are these whatever these things are i don't think they're like whimsical and friendly like the things in the abyss were um so that i'm pretty stoked on and then there's a movie coming out called antlers yes uh, that was i think produced by guillermo del toro that looks amazing um i'm also stoked on hansel and gretel or gretel and hansel or whatever it is yeah oh yeah uh and then they switched it up gretel and hansel to confuse you yeah just just to shake things up a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and then there's a movie coming out, Janelle Monet. I think she directed it or produced it called Antebellum. Oh, yeah. That uh, looks I, great. I, I want to say Jordan Peele has something to do with that, but I'm not sure. Um, and then the new, uh, the new Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead movie, uh, uh, Synchronic. Like anything those guys do, 
I'm just like, okay, oh, they're doing yeah. something. I'm not even going to read the premise. I'll just, I'll watch it just because it's, I know it's going to be good. this year? Or I believe it comes year? out in 20, I think it's 2020. Hell yeah. That's nice. super exciting. Very cool. I have a couple. So Hansel and Gretel's on my list, obviously. Uh, the Lodge. And I think, Carly, you already saw that. I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, that one officially comes out in February. Um, then we have like a shit ton of like remakes and sequels coming out. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, Quiet Place 2, but we also have Candyman. Yeah. Uh, which I'm stoked on. You, you'd you mentioned The Grudge, which is, I don't know that I care about, but I'll probably see it anyway. Um, but we also have oh, ins- The Invisible Man. I totally forgot about that yes. movie. I'm super stoked on that movie. Yes. Did we lose you, Amy? You you interrupted me. I'm I got sorry. This. Oh, I knocked her out of her groove. Yeah, I got so excited that I didn't even. <laughs> well, I was really excited about what I was gonna say, which was <laughs> we have a new Insidious movie coming out, which I wouldn't usually be excited about after Key Fingers, but this one's going to be directed by Mr. James Wan himself. Okay. Um, and I think we're getting the Bloodface Demon back. So oh. Insidious Dark Realm due to come out in May. Kind of stoked on that. We also have Conjuring 3 coming out in September. Um, although I'm a little nervous about that one. It's directed by uh, Michael Chavez, who directed uh, The Curse of La Llorona. Um, and we also have uh, Halloween Kills coming out in October. Another Halloween yeah. sequel. I'm, I'm not excited about that. Curious for sure, but. I don't know why. I'm just like Insidious directed by James. Like James Wan has not been. Uh, hanging out in horror for a while so like it's also like his it's like his thing like he's returning back to it so it's yeah i mean honestly it's no secret that i kind of like that's like a like a comfort food movie for me is the insidious and the conjuring movies i have yet i have yet to see one that i was like that was awful you know really key fingers was pretty bad you don't think so it was bad but it wasn't I, i i wasn't like oh that was a waste of my time you know, it was like, yeah, that's it's 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 fine. It's I've seen much worse movies, sure. uh, but yeah, there's the, like the Insidious and the Conjuring movies. Like I always, I'm always like, I always have fun watching them. even the Nun. Which the more time that goes on, the less I'm like stoked on it. When yeah. I first mm-hmm. saw it, I was like, that was that was a, that was a fun movie. That was a nice little a right. fun fun ride. Sure, sure, uh, and it looked beautiful. It oh did. yeah, totally. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, ex- I love Insidious. Insidious is one of my favorites. Um, Absolutely. We that first one covered first Insidious. Two, really. The first two are really, yeah. really good. Uh, the third one's actually not too bad. Uh, but Key Fingers, I just can't. I can't with Key Fingers. <laughs> no, me either. And it's so uh, sad. It is so sad. But like, I don't know. The fact that James Wan is coming back uh, gets me really hopeful. And uh, uh, hopefully they don't hurt my feelings again hurt my hurt my my heart with this movie because i'm excited I'm seeing it anyway it's fine yeah. how do you guys uh, feel about the the uh the new ghostbusters movie that's coming out i mean curious i saw the little onesie twosie trailer that came out it's i mean i'll watch any ghostbusters movie i'm not i'm not see ghostbusters doesn't like a new ghostbusters movie doesn't ruin my childhood <laughs> yeah okay yeah so um i liked the remake that came out a few years back when carly and i first started our show i remember it just came out um and i was super into it i like i liked the female ghostbusters um i had fun i thought it was a blast i don't i don't think ghostbusters is like something you can't mess around with and do different things with i don't know it doesn't seem it's so flexible 
Oh, I yeah. feel like it's going to be fun regardless. I mean, we have our surviving original cast, the stories by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman. So, like, I feel like it'll be, like, at least entertaining, for sure. <laughs> it'll be My good. only problem with it is that it feels almost like they're trying to erase the 2016 movie. Um, yeah. It makes me think of... Uh, you know, when this is this is going to sound completely out of left field, but I'm going to pull it all together when the trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie dropped and everyone lost their fucking minds over the design and how bad it was. So they then completely revamped the design because people were crying about it. Um, the fact that they're just calling this like in the poster, it's the ghost holding up three fingers as in like Ghostbusters three. Um, it it I can't help but wonder if this movie would have been made if the like fanboy outcry against the 2016 movie wasn't fucking deafening. And yeah. I hope, I hope that they're not like just trying to like push that movie under the rug because that was, I mean, people can say that it's like ruining their childhoods all they want, but people tend to forget that Ghostbusters two isn't really all that good. It really doesn't hold up to the test of time. It feels really dated and, like any 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 sin, quote unquote, that people accuse the 2016 movie of committing, you could easily say the same thing about Ghostbusters too. Right. But you know, it's it's not female led, so they're not gonna cry about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that they did this. So I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> maybe I should have my feelings hurt. I I don't. I yeah, think no. I mean, it's. I loved the female Ghostbusters and I was Same. happy with it. I don't really care that there's not a sequel to that one. I don't really care if they pretend it didn't happen or not. I got to see it. I was happy with it and it exists. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And I that's mean, fine. I, I remember saying this when it came out is like boys growing up with ghostbusters felt one way and i mean i never really like i always liked ghostbusters but i never played ghostbusters because i never felt like it was for me <laughs> you know what i, I mean? totally like, did i had all the action figures well you were like way more badass than me i was like i guess i'll <laughs> play with girly things because that's what i'm supposed to do so when this came I out like, I, I honestly cried a little bit <laughs> <laughs> with the female Ghostbusters because it meant a lot to me. Um, but I don't expect everyone to feel that way. Like, I don't know. Just whatever you like. I don't I don't care. Uh, whatever. <laughs> if you want to have your feelings hurt that there's women fighting ghosts, then then you have bigger problems than, oh, exactly, yeah. than oh, a female sure. Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that when people like look back on like 2016, they'll still cry about that movie. And it's like, oh, we're not talking about how... Uh, David Bowie died, or Prince died, or how we elected a fascist. We're going to complain about the the female Ghostbusters. That's what you remember most about 2016. Yeah. It's just, it's such garbage. I mean, I just, and I don't want to be too much of a hypocrite because things like, you know, like new Black Christmases come out and I get really fucking butthurt about it. So, I mean, it <laughs> is what it is. Barf. <laughs> I get I'm real butthurt about it. Like, let's be real, but I'm like, not I don't know that I can. It. I just, Black Christmas. Ugh. I don't think I'm going to see it in theater, no. but I mean, if it, when it's streaming. It's the best one. Why are you, what are you doing? It's not even the same plot. <sighs> see, How dare I, they call it a remake? It's uh, insulting. I'm so upset about it. Anyway. Okay, we, we should move on. We should move. Let's talk about aliens. <laughs> you guys want to talk about aliens? Let's talk Let's about talk, aliens. I am always ready to talk about aliens. Let's fucking I do this. I know you are, Justin. That's why we had you on. We knew uh, it. So what's our first film we're talking about today? Carly? We are going to be talking about The Fourth Kind from 2009. Oh, gosh. Directed by Olatunde Osunsamni. Killed it. I don't know. 
um, who mostly works on TV with Bates Motel, Star Trek Discovery, and Gotham, and then written by Olatunde Asunsamni and Terry Robbins. The IMDb summary is a thriller involving an ongoing unsolved mystery in Alaska where one town has seen an extraordinary number of unexplained disappearances during the past 40 years, and there are accusations of a federal cover-up. I love it when uh, summaries start with the genre of film it is. A thriller! (laughs) This movie is a thriller! (laughs) So professional. Uh, So we have all seen this before, right? This was all a rewatch for us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) No? Um, Justin, was this your first time? First time watching it to completion. (laughs) Oh my god! Fortnite Virgin! I I tried watching it a number of years ago. Um, Well, there was uh, I, the girl I was in a relationship with suggested watching this movie. I very famously, when this trailer dropped before, what movie was it? That there was some movie when the trailer that they attached the trailer for, and it opened up with uh, Mila Jovovich. I butcher her name, and she's like, yeah. "Hi, my name is Mila Jovovich. I will be portraying Dr. Abby Taylor in the Fourth Kind. What you're about to see is a true account." And then it cut to the audio of. Um, the one guy saying, uh, and then the last thing I remember is there was an owl looking in the window at me, and I got up and walked out of the theater. Um, <laughs> and it was just, I don't even want to see what this trailer is, because uh, the for- the whole, uh, the title of The Fourth Kind, you know, they talk about the, the, the close encounter yeah. scale right. that J. Allen Hynek came up with back in the 50s. Um, so I was just like, not on board right away. And... Uh, the whole thing with the owls, like, I don't want to bog anyone down in, like, weird abduction mythos, but I was just like, I don't need to see this movie, because it's going to fucking curdle my dreams. And then, a few years later, um, a girl I was dating suggested watching it, and I was like, um, yeah, I'll watch that movie. I'm not terrified beyond fucking comprehension of aliens. Let's see. Let's let, let's watch it. And <laughs> But you are terrified beyond comprehension I, I know, but, of like, aliens. I, I, I Gotta play cool. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell her that. I'm just letting our listeners know in case they're not yeah. familiar. <laughs> so, um, the part that got me that I had to like stop watching was when, um, there's like the interview with the one guy who's saying the owl's not, si- I'm not outside the window anymore. It's standing over my bed. And at that point, uh, something I was like, I, I, I don't know how to like tell Jen to turn this off, but like, I, I can't watch this movie anymore. I, I can't. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why do you ask? And she's like, Be- because you're shaking and sweating profusely. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, can, can we turn this off, please? I'm, I'm not having a good time at all. So we didn't watch it, and I didn't finish it until like two or three days ago. Um, so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Me too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's the reason I never finished The Fourth Kind. Um, and I guess we'll get into it later. Like, or we'll, we'll get into it, what I liked and disliked about it. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also had a similar thing, though, with this movie, where this movie, like, um, fucked with me at first. I think, I don't know if it's because, I mean, I'd like to say I was young, but I wasn't that young. But apparently was very susceptible to um, the bullshit in this movie, which is... <laughs> The split screen of reality and and, yeah. and not reality. And I I mean, there wasn't a lot on this movie when it first came out. It wasn't like a huge hit or anything. No. And there wasn't a lot of people talking about it, at least not from my memory. Um, 
So I didn't know much about it. And I like remember like my friends were watching this and I was um, I have like moments uh, or I used to, uh, especially in my 20s. I had moments of like um, uh, long periods of time with just constant nightmares um, and I had to take like horror movie breaks. I haven't had this in a long time, but th- in my 20s, I had it a lot. Um, and I remember like I was having one of those moments where if, like for a month straight, I was having nightmares and I couldn't deal with anything scary. And I went to my friend's house and they were watching this. And like, dude, the second the guy shoots himself with the gun, I was like, how are they showing that? Because I thought he really fucking shot himself with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like walked out and stopped and would not watch it. Uh, I have seen it several times since then. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely walked out the first time and I probably turned it off the second time also. Um, although watching it now seems funny to me uh, that yeah. that happened. Uh, and I know I've been more and more desensitized uh, throughout the the past decade um to these types of things but yeah this was uh intense the first time i saw it and i really didn't feel that intensity this time um but it was it's interesting for sure carly i'm you're you were desensitized at a much younger age i was and you're um, not necessarily afraid of aliens uh no so they they intrigue me for sure yeah um but i'm not afraid of them i don't think I mean, today. <laughs> today. <laughs> um, I saw this movie when it was in theaters for a brief moment, but it was like in a dollar theater. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like smaller, definitely on film. So it, it didn't look as I remembered it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember enjoying it. I feel like, I don't know, the owl thing was very interesting. I feel like I remember this movie differently. Uh, it doesn't seem like the same movie that I watched all all those years ago. That's how um, I feel too. You know, if I feel like it was much more intimidating uh, when it came out in 2009 mm. and now I'm watching it and maybe it is because we watch two horror movies at least every week. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when, you know, the opening scene or not the opening scene, but after uh, Mila Jovich like says all that stuff and then it cuts to like supposedly the real doctor. I was like, why does she look like that? Like it immediately kind of like took me out of it. I don't yeah. know. It was. And from there on, I didn't really like I was kind of like, what's going on in this movie? So if you're not familiar with this movie, they do a split screen thing where they have known actors, somewhat known actors, Mila Jovovich being one. And we got what? Casey Jones from fucking Elias Coteus, the fucking yeah. the man. I love that guy. Just, I just refer to him as Casey Jones. That's all he's ever going to be um, <laughs> to me. Sorry. Uh and like, you know, there's people that you recognize, or at least I recognize, uh, as as these people reenacting what actually happened. And then they'll do split screens with like actual footage. And they have these creepy looking people. <laughs> the woman especially. <laughs> I was like, why do they literally make her look black Dead. and white? She looks she like because she ghoul. hasn't slept she, in a decade. Right. Yeah, she looks like a fucking skeleton person. Yeah. She really does. And I Although this time I didn't feel, I felt like, oh, she looks like a normal person without makeup on. <laughs> really? I was like, maybe that's me getting like older. She was wearing black yeah. and white makeup. <laughs> she does. I mean, it's a little over the top, but it's not. I remember the first time being like, oh my god, what happened to that poor woman? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like an extra from it. The Conjuring. Um, she does? Yeah. 
she, she has a she has a face that is perfect for looking like absolutely terrified. Yes, she and does think, at all times. Yeah, she looks like like if you took the painting The Scream and closed okay. its mouth, you would get that woman. Sure. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean you're right. That's not that's not far off. Um so basically we have these side by side. So we're seeing like what actually happened. I mean Mila Jovovich just told us this is a true story and we have no reason to think it's not. Right? If we can't trust her, who can we trust? Well, exactly. <laughs> well, 25-year-old Amy thought, <laughs> for sure, Mila Jovovich would never lie to me. We're besties. Well, 36-year-old um, Justin still thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt the same way about owls since seeing this movie, though, honestly. And it's not, I don't know, rewatching it, I wasn't scared at all. But I still, the owl imagery is so intense. I get that also. They're terrifying. Um, that owl specifically, and when it's turning its head around all slow that's, and that scene where the camera's like ugh. tracking around it. Yes. Um, that is honestly I mean, this movie is a very flawed movie. I yes. there's a lot to dislike about it and it gets a lot wrong and it misses the mark a lot. That scene where it pans around the owl is top notch horror filmmaking. Like one hundred percent, I would put that in the same, in the same like level as like, um, the scene in Jaws when Roy Schneider is like throwing the chum off the boat and Jaws, like, Jaws yes. Bruce comes up and like tries to bite him, or like, um, the the, the fucking water glass scene in Jurassic Park. That yes. owl scene is so effective at doing very little and being profoundly unsettling. Yeah, I mean, there's weird moments of like really amazing cinematography in this which is funny because a lot of it's like fine but there's moments where you're like wow that's a really beautiful shot yeah. oh that's that was a really smart way to film that scene but then there's also these other things sprinkled in where you're like that's what is it amateur hour like it's yeah. such a weird combination of things there especially with the split screen with like the line between it moving back and forth which is incredibly unnecessary and the music is so over the top at all times oh yeah um, it's, it, it's 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 almost like um like in uh what's his name the guy who scored like the marvel movies it has mm -hmm. this like unnecessarily epic score and you're like what totally is is, yeah. is fucking tony stark gonna come in and like kick some alien ass or something <laughs> like what what do we what am i getting hyped up for this is this is really unnecessary well and it's it's you know less is more would have been better in those scenes you know I, sometimes stark silence is way more effective than epic scores underneath people just talking about creepy things absolutely yeah. Especially with this kind of movie where it's like trying to be quote unquote real. Yes. I think the, uh, the thing, the, the worst thing this movie does is, um, it can't make up its mind as to what it wants to be. If you want to make mm -hmm. a found footage movie, then make a found footage movie. But if you want to make a straightforward alien abduction movie, then do that. Uh, this movie's, its biggest weakness is how it, it relies too heavily on, creepy like all the scenes when like um people are having these it's the quote-unquote real footage of people under hypnosis there were mm -hmm. so many times where the camera would distort and it would make it would like make their features look really grotesque like their mouths like gaping and it's like that's just cheap shitty filmmaking like mm -hmm. you're trying to buy into the whole like late aughts image of like the big eyes and the gaping like the possession it almost like there were scenes it almost looked like some kind of uh the exorcism of emily rose and mm. 
I didn't start watching this movie to watch to make look at people look creepy. Like I want to be made on un, made uncomfortable by um by hearing these like the first guy they interview, um the real footage of when he's talking about how uh oh it's standing over me, it's in my room. Yeah. The the, the movie the movie portrayal of that where the guy is like sitting on the couch and just talking, that's not scary. But then the quote unquote real footage where that guy is losing his fucking mind and screaming and panicking, that is so goddamn unsettling. Mm. Uh, because it's like one of the scariest things for me is the sight and the sound of someone in the grips of like absolute terror. That is so contagious and it's so much scarier than anything, um, anything you could, you could ever see. Uh, you know, hearkening back to the episode you guys did with us on Fire in the Sky, one of the creepier scenes of that for me is when they find uh, Travis Walton naked again, and his girlfriend goes to hug him, and he just goes insane and starts screaming. That is, it's really creepy. It's it's a really contagious feeling of when someone is in real fear, that like jumps to you. And um, if you guys ever want to, you know, lose a couple, a couple hours of sleep, listen to the the tapes of Barney and Betty Hill recounting their their. A supposed abduction by aliens when these people are under hypnosis and they're talking about it it is fucking nightmarish you hear like yeah, a grown man terrifying. crying like i don't yeah. you know please make him go away and all this stuff that was the strongest part of this movie for me everything else um you know like it, it just there was it just it was like what are we doing like are we doing the found footage is it are we doing a straightforward movie like make up your mind because you're it comes off as like really murky filmmaking when they don't settle on one approach. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just so many, there's, there's equal parts, good and bad to this movie. I think it's worth watching. Um, But yeah, it is, it's murky. It can't quite make up its mind. It does. It's interesting to find out that this director does mostly television because it does kind of almost have a TV, like a TV feel to it, at least for me. Um, I did think that there were some scary parts and like you said the 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 fear on their face and like the supposed uh real footage uh was effective. I also think that the um that one scene where she's listening to herself on the recording uh oh my was, God, that's so was, that was scary. Great, was so was scary. I remember the first time I watched it being like what the fuck? <laughs> it's happening yeah. to her too. No, the, I mean the flash- this- like the, the weird flashbacks from her point of view where she's like talking about fighting him and all that. And it's yeah. like the camera's like really weird and shaky. And it's this weird point of view that felt like you were watching a live broadcast of someone's nightmare. Like it felt yeah. like yeah. nightmare vision. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because there's th- this movie has such weird moments of awesomeness and then it just does not work, unfortunately. But like I, I mean, we've said that the shots are really, there's some really amazing shots in this film. There's some really amazing, like, moments of, of fear. And there's really amazing, like, this whole, like, idea of having this recording of you that you don't even remember. Um, it, it's it's too bad that it doesn't quite come to come to fruition, that it just, like, works as a, as a film. I mean, I think it touches upon something that is actually scary about the abduction phenomenon is even if these people aren't being abducted by uh like non-human entities which i don't think they are they're either losing their minds which is terrifying um or a lot of these cases uh like particularly like whitley streeper the guy who wrote communion um 
I think a lot of these cases where people talk about being abducted by aliens, it's just like repressed memories of sexual abuse, which is mm-hmm. even scarier than yeah. being abducted by aliens. So it's like the one scary thing this movie kind of like touches upon, but doesn't really dive into is this woman is being tormented by aliens or she's having like a psychotic breakdown. There's no, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And uh, I wish the movie had jumped into that more, but I'm satisfied that they at least brought it up like, oh, she could be losing her mind, which is just as scary as like, you know, aliens coming in and killing her husband and taking her daughter. I wasn't- it was weird, especially because they're like, oh, you remember him stabbing or getting stabbed, but he like shot himself. Yeah. Like, wh- what happened what to What were we supposed to get from that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's also weird that uh, a cop witnessed, like literally on, they have video of the cop being like, uh, there's something hovering over the house and it just pulled someone out of the house. And then when like Will Patton gets there, he's like, where's your fucking daughter? And she's like, the yeah. aliens took her. And he's like, no bullshit and it's like you just listen to a cop lose his mind and say they saw a little girl float out of the window like you have yeah. a police officer who witnessed that Wh- yeah. why why don't you believe her there's like there's objective evidence that something else happened and you're still totally. like nah, i don't know she might be making it up yeah that no, cop was, that was a was little really too intense he was like he seemed completely out of control this police officer and as someone who's been watching yeah. true blood a lot i had some like true blood flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> like really intense police officers that have no idea what's going on. Amazing. Like over the top, over the top, completely I mean, lost control police officers. Yeah. Uh, another thing I really liked about this, and I respect this movie for doing this, and I'm thankful that they did this, is they they don't show the aliens. I like the yeah. fact that they they. I don't know if that was like a deliberate choice, as in like we're going to try to make a scary movie without showing the aliens, or if it was like we don't think we can make a scary enough design, so we're not going to show the aliens. I'm inclined to believe it was the latter, and not like this Spielbergian stroke of genius, like, why don't we tell it from the shark's point of view? That would make it really scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm also glad, because I probably would have shot this movie off if they showed the aliens, because, you know, I'm me. But uh, What type of aliens do you think they are in this uh, film? I, th- I think they were greys. The classic grey aliens, because they talk about like, the owl imagery and... um now, do greys use owl Im- imagery usually in their abductions? Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to explain. They they talk about it lightly in the movie, but um, I forget if it was Bud Hopkins or Bud Hopkins, uh, John E. Mack, or these abduction author guys. Uh, yeah, like what happened is people would go under hypnosis or people would come to, they were going to their doctor and saying they were having trouble sleeping. And I want to say it was John Mack, who was like a professor who got involved in researching this stuff. And he noticed there was this reoccurring trend where people would say like, I keep having dreams about an owl or in some cases, a deer looking Mm. in the window at me. Mm. And uh, the idea that is pushed forth by UFOologists is that, um, these are what's known as screen memories where people try to think back on what happened and they keep thinking like there was an owl in my window. There's an owl in my window. There's an owl in my window. Now there's an owl in my room. Why is there an owl in my room? What is he doing there? How do he get there? <sighs> and then once they're under hypnosis, it's like, Oh, it wasn't an owl. It was a fucking alien that was looking at me through my window, but it's terrifying. Like, it's absolutely terrifying. I can't so, handle it. Oh, that's so, so crazy. It, cool. it, it, it's sort of like they, I think the idea is that it's either people being too, traumatized to accept the idea that they were abducted by aliens or the aliens were just like here's a little screen of memory so you can't remember what we did to you have a good night and i don't know why the aliens are like saucy fucking super villains um 
but yeah, the the the, the idea of the owls. <laughs> the the idea of the owls is like a reoccurring theme in like abduction cases involving your classic gray type aliens. So this just begs to ask that I, oh God, I totally butchered the way I wanted to say that. But the, the the way we're talking about aliens, just talking about this is absolutely terrifying. I have chills. I'm freaking out. Why isn't there a really perfect good? movie about this like why is it so hard to make a good alien abduction movie if it's if the if the material is already all so terrifying i mean we discussed um we we, we discussed fire in the sky uh we discussed dark skies um now with the fourth kind i mean these are these are some of the more popular alien abduction movies and they're all decent yeah they're all scary they but, all have their moments, but, but the problem is... But don't you think there should be, like, a really good one with, with this kind of material? Why isn't this existing? Um, I think people get too uh, too bogged down in, like, dumbass horror cliches. Like, mm. if, you look at, if you look at all these movies, the scariest parts are the parts that are, like, sort of unconventional. Like, in The Fourth Kind, or uh, Dark Skies, you never see the aliens' faces. You just mm-hmm. see the silhouettes, and that it's that is so creepy. But there's yeah. a bunch of other bullshit going on in that movie that really makes it not scary. Yeah. And then in Fire in the Sky, sure, the last twenty minutes will haunt me till I die. But right. much of the rest of the movie is like a weird courtroom drama that you're like, right. why am I watching this? This yeah. is I don't care about Robert Patrick screaming in court. I don't care about <laughs> Craig Schaefer living on an, a Navajo reservation and threatening right. uh, the other people. Like, show more of the aliens. Right. Um, so honestly, I mean, it, it, it's like when they make these movies, there's these little moments where they do strike gold and you're like, oh shit, that was really terrifying. But then they, they don't follow up with it. So yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, if, if anyone's listening and wants to give me a million dollars to make a good alien abduction movie, I will do it. Oh my God. Yes. I would, if I was to give anyone money to make an alien abduction movie, it would be you, Justin. 100%. Kickstarter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I want to move on just because it's getting kind of late. If there's anything else you want to discuss with with uh, Fourth Kind, uh, now's here your time. Now here's your time. Why can't I talk today? What's going on with my mouth? <laughs> I don't know. Carly, oh. did you you didn't say much about Fourth Kind? Did you want to add anything? No, basically it just wasn't as impressive as I remembered it being. Yeah, and I still love owls. Um, <laughs> I feel like Harry Potter saved owls for me. <laughs> and it's fair. Um, Hedwig. Oh, and like right after I finished this movie, I was like blindly scrolling through Instagram and I saw this adorable snowy owl feeding her babies. And I was like, there they are. Yes, there they are feeding her babies. The remains of Mila Jovosevich's daughter, her blind daughter that they kidnapped. Exactly. And they made her blind somehow, too. With- yeah, right? She just got blind. S- supposedly, for some reason. supposedly from all of the, I don't know, weird surgeries they do. What do they do? Oh. I don't know. I don't even that the oh, that was that I don't even want to talk. I'm just gonna have, I, I'm already gonna have nightmares tonight, so I don't even want to dive into that even anymore. Oh, Justin, I'm so sorry. It's our Thanks fault. for taking one for the team. Of course, of course. <laughs> Let's move on to another movie uh, about aliens. Signs from 2002. It's directed and written by M Night Shyamalan. The IMDb summary is: A family living on a farm finds mysterious crop circles in their fields, which, which suggests something more frightening to come. So, oh, damn it. I just remembered something I wanted to talk about with the fourth kind. 
For, you talk rushed about through it. it. Talk about it. You I rushed did, through it. Okay, let me just do it real quick. I just wanted to mention that um, that this town, uh, Nome, uh, Alaska, you really do have to take a plane to get there. It really does have a very small community. There really are a lot of people missing from this community from 60s until current. Um, there's still like, I don't know, like 24, 25 people that went missing and never found. Um but was it's it also weird to anyone else that there was like no indigenous people. Well, yeah, that's basically this? what I was going to say is that this film has no indigenous people. And most of the people that are missing are male indigenous people, um, which I found interesting. Um, a, I mean, I'm not super surprised that a, that a film from 10 years ago uh, in Alaska in this little sure. town doesn't have any indigenous people. Uh I would like to think today it might have some uh, if it was being made. Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, there was no one even remotely I'm, indigenous I'm, looking in this. I'm film. actually kind of glad. Um, I Obviously, I am 110% in on representation. But with a movie like this, this movie seemed clumsy enough where if there were like an indigenous person in this movie, it wouldn't be like, oh, there's uh, the police chief who just happens to be uh, an oh, illusion. Yeah. It would be some shit where they were like my people tell stories about yeah. the ancient sky people and they're like no <laughs> totally. no totally yeah that's stop that's, it with the stop it with my people that's probably true and also the people um the families uh who actually lost family members um in Nome, alaska are, are not keen to this movie uh find it insensitive um and and i just wanted to mention that i forgot to mention well, yeah. it and if, yeah. if aliens stole my daughter i'd be like i don't want to talk about it i don't want to see any movies about it i, I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it or even if you didn't think that they stole your daughter also it's mostly adult men that went missing that's not a common thing that happens usually right. if people are going missing let's be honest it's usually women or children it's not usually a bunch of men no it's 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 almost always the more vulnerable members of society Right, right. For more information on that, there's a book called (laughs) Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind by Nick Redfern that if you, again, want to never, ever go into like a national park or the woods, check it out. He has some interesting (laughs) ideas on why there are so many missing children in uh, the United States. Oh, Oh, man, I want to read that. I don't. I'm already terrified of going into the woods, so. I'm terrified of going anywhere. It's just, (laughs) I'm I'm even terrified in my own house. Let's be real. (laughs) Okay, back to signs from 2002, guys. I'm sure we've all seen this one before, yes? Love this movie so much. Yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned this movie on the show a couple times. We even did like an M. Night Shyamalan episode where we went through all of M. Night's movies and kind of rated them. Uh, But we never really got into the nitty gritty with this film. So I'm excited to talk about it today. It's probably one of my favorites of M. Night Shyamalan. I think it is my I think it's my personal favorite of his. Um, real quick, are you guys down to start a band called Lionel Pritchard and the Wolfington Brothers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, just checking. <laughs> 100%. Every time they say Lionel Pritchard and the Wolfington Brothers, I just think of like a jug band. <laughs> <laughs> like, like It's like Emmett Otter and the Jugtown Band. It's like, it's like that, but with us. I actually yes. think like more like um, the weird animatronic uh, thing and like in, like like Chuck E. Cheese, the, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could work too. Either way, I'm in. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'm glad. Um, so this one is is one of my favorites. I remember when it came out very vividly. I remember seeing it in the theater very vividly. Uh, went with a big group of friends. 
and uh, they were all terrified, <laughs> especially of the alien sighting in Brazil uh, in the film. Uh, that scene terrified some of my guy friends, and I just thought it was hilarious that that scared them so badly. Um, this is a it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie to revisit. The characters are really really tangible and well written. Um, I I definitely see more plot holes in the movie now than I did ever before. Um, watching it this time was a different experience for me. I've seen this movie at least 15 times. Uh, I've seen it many, many times. And uh, I felt differently about it this time, although I still enjoyed it. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. I may have only seen it like once or twice even before this. And I feel like the only things I remembered swing away. And I remembered the wife getting pinned to the tree. But I could never sometimes like I'll remember that and be like, where did I where did I see like what movie is that from? And it's from this one. Oh, um, I yeah. totally forgot baby Breslin and baby Culkin were in this movie. And I was really excited. Oh my God, they're the cutest. <laughs> they're, they're so adorable. cute. <laughs> baby Abigail Breslin is the cutest little thing ever. I cannot handle her as a little girl, especially when she's in the little treehouse and she's in a little ball and he picks her up and she stays yes. in a little ball. Oh, I like <laughs> freak out every time. It's like, it's the it really is. Her, her her talking about the water is also adorable. She's like, I can't have this one. It's contaminated. Yeah. This one yeah. has microbes in it. This one has dust in it. <laughs> it has his amoebas in it. <laughs> it has his amoebas. <laughs> I was like, I can relate to that because I definitely won't drink water if I'll be like, I don't know how long that's, that's, that's there's dust in that probably. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that water's been sitting there for two days. I'll just drink it. <laughs> Don't think about those things at all. I totally do. I was like, totally. That's not stupid. (laughs) Uh, Something that struck me this time is I don't remember, like, the Tim Burton-esque music throughout this film. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like Beetlejuice. (laughs) Yes, it's very Beetlejuice. But not, I mean, not in a bad way, especially at the beginning. I, I felt like, ooh, I'm ready to watch this with the creepy violins. It certainly sets a mood. Yes. And it's, it's, uh, um, the music, the music in this movie, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually struck by something that never dawned on me before, uh, upon this most recent rewatch. The scene at the end when Merle is just like, fucking beaten ass with that baseball bat the music that is playing during that time is so inspiring and like uplifting and weirdly optimistic for like a scene about a fight to the death yeah (laughs) especially when the the water like falls on the alien and it has that like those like the 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 chimes like the the bells the mystical bells playing like to mimic the like the sound of the water hitting it in the face yeah yeah yeah. um i was watching that i was like why do i want to like run a marathon or discover a new species of bird or something like that you're so inspired yeah that's the best it's true do you like this movie justin how do you feel about this one i absolutely love this movie um i think this uh, to me um now one thing you have to understand uh, i don't know if anyone listening listening this knows I, i live um technically it's considered I don't consider it a suburb of Philadelphia, but I've heard people call the Lehigh Valley a suburb of Philadelphia. Um, this movie was shot maybe a half hour from where I'm sitting right now. Mm. Oh, uh, really? My, my, my roommate in college lived just down the road from the field where they built this house. Oh. Um, so M. Night Shyamalan is kind of like a hometown boy, 
Like sure. these Philadelphia, but uh, they shot scenes for um, Glass. That was shot. There was a scene in Bethlehem shot there. Uh, I've been in the same room as M. Night Shyamalan numerous times because my Fancy. ex-girlfriend manages a restaurant down in Philly that he goes to all the, he, he and his wife go to a lot. So mm. there have been times we would, I'd go down to see her and we'd be having dinner and like he and his wife would just like walk in and I'd be like, Oh, that's, I mean, I never, let me be clear. I was never like Mr. Shyamalan. I want to let you know that like signs is a <laughs> classic example of Hitchcockian. It's, it's, it's so brilliant with the aliens. Cause he'd be like, could you security? Um, <laughs> But for all the guff that he gets, and I know in, there was that period of time where it was like cool to make fun of him and be yes. like kind of racist by calling him Shyamalama Ding Dong, which I don't think is cool. Uh, this movie has a handful of really, really well executed um, scares. Uh, and not only that, but Joaquin Phoenix's performance in this movie is so He's just like, he is, I said this on Instagram a few days ago when I posted this, when I found out my sister was pregnant, I was like, I'm going to be Joaquin Phoenix from Signs. That's the kind of uncle I'm going to be like the really cool, like sort of surrogate, uh, surrogate father figure. Um, and I love the transformation that happens when they're, they're in the car and, um, Morgan has the baby, uh, baby monitor and he's like, they're talking to each other. And Joaquin Phoenix is like, guys got to understand, it's just nerds. They didn't get girlfriends, and they formed these. <laughs> and he's like going off, and she's like, why didn't they have girlfriends? And, and then he's still just like, oh, this is exactly what the nerds want. And then the next scene, when he actually hears him talking, and Mel Gibson is like, all right, guys, let's just get inside. And Joaquin Phoenix is like, don't move, we'll lose the signal. Like he's on board with these kids, like right away. Like, no, nah, I believe my my niece and my nephew now. And then the scene, like. <laughs> where the, Mel Gibson walks in and they're all yes. wearing their tinfoil yes, hats. Yes, yes. It's so perfect <laughs> it's and adorable without being like without being like cheesy and saccharine. Um, and then there, like, you know the scene where Morgan tells him like I wish you were my dad. Like there's all these little like moments that should be corny but somehow aren't. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is killing it in this. Yeah, movie. he's amazing. He is. He, he is. is killing it in this movie and i love mark ruffalo and everything mark ruffalo was supposed to play this role and then didn't um at the end uh he had uh he found out because he found out he had a brain tumor uh which thankfully Jesus. was benign but yeah he was mark ruffalo was supposed to play that role i mean he could have done it but i think joaquin phoenix really like i do too it. like he did a i great can't imagine job. yeah he i i love joaquin phoenix he's oh just God, he really brings it to this movie um and the thing, the only thing that doesn't work for me in this movie is ironically one of my favorite things about this movie, the swing away scene. The mm. only thing that I don't like about this movie, literally the only thing I can't look past is the idea that, um, this was all part of God's plan mm -hmm. to somehow make Mel Gibson believe in him again. And the, the weird fatalism, like tell, tell Meryl swing away, like his wife's last words, I, that just, for some reason, that just like sticks in my crawl. And That's I can't. It's interesting like, that you think that though, Justin, because I, I mean, I am not, I don't really love it when religion kind of takes over horror movies personally. It's not my favorite thing. But, oh, um, yeah, no. but I didn't see it that way. I saw but, it as this was all part of God's plan to save this family. Yeah. But I mean, because that, if I, he didn't say, if his wife didn't say swing away, they probably would have been killed by alien. By the no, no doubt. But it, it's like, I mean, I, I guess the 
I, I will say that is what that my problem with this movie is something that I bring to this movie. And it's not something I can't look past. Like I still like again, when he fucking picks up the bat, I'm just like standing up like let's fucking Get do it. this. I just <laughs> banged on the microwave at work. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's I read an interpretation online once that these were not aliens. These were actually demons that had come to Earth to fuck with people. And the logic behind that theory was, um, we'll say faulty at best. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I almost wish they would have gone like full theological and been like, um, no, these weren't aliens. Th- these were things. These were some sort of like demonic presence, um, that was here to fuck with people. And they just found out that water is the, you know, the way to, to ward them off. Uh, but I, I just, I, it's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can't, it just, I, I can't swallow that pill that, um, if God knew enough to tell Mel Gibson what to do through his dying wife, then God should have been like, I'll just make the aliens not show up, I guess. Like, why, you know, like, it, 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 it Justin, falls. are we it, questioning God now? This is all part of I God's have, plan. And, and I have I have a degree in religion, so it's like <laughs> I've spent my life questioning that. It's like I, it, to me, it reeks too much of my grandmother telling me that God works in mysterious ways. When I say when I would when I would ask her like, um, you know, why 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 does if God loves us so much, like why do bad things happen? God works in mysterious ways, so you don't know. It's just like this movie reeks of that. But I cannot emphasize this enough. It doesn't take away how enjoyable this movie is sure um, i feel the same this- way with the water thing personally yeah i, I mean i was very I- distracted uh at the end of this movie in ways that i never been before where i was really questioning the whole water thing like how are these aliens so like water just fuck it's brutal it's like acid on their skin yeah it's it's like the um did you, do you guys remember alienation but the, they're uh, TV breathing series? wait 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 but they're breathing air fine maybe maybe they, it's only water in liquid form that bothers them but <laughs> but there's still like there's water in the atmosphere there's oh, yeah. rain it, exists it makes, it, it makes zero sense for a species okay. that that would be like if we were like we're gonna conquer this planet 90 percent of the surface is covered in sulfuric acid we should still go <laughs> and they like i used to look i used to like justify by being like well maybe they didn't know they were allergic to water but upon rewatching it there's a scene um when it's actually uh m night himself where when mel gibson goes to his house and there's that scene he's just like i've done a lot of terrible things father you know people who kill preachers wives aren't exactly ushered to the front of line in heaven which is amazing that little aspect of him feeling guilt over his wife's death is another amazing part of this movie but he tells him None of those signs appear near water. The way I see it, they don't like water very much. So these things know that they're allergic to water. And they're like, just don't fucking, don't, whatever you do, don't land near water, because that shit sucks. Um, but <laughs> I mean, the way, they don't realize it falls from the sky here also. I don't know. Maybe they're, okay. maybe they're like, maybe they're like B team aliens, you know, maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're not the fucking, the smartest of the bunch. Um, but there is a line in the movie that I think sort of like, uh, like if they were here to colonize the planet and take it away from us, a la Independence Day, I'd be like, okay, that's dumb. But I forget who says it. I think it's like something they hear on the radio when they hear these reports about how the aliens are like gassing people and dragging them away, how they yeah, say this isn't like a conquering them. party. It's so, yeah, it's a raiding party. So that I'm like, eh, maybe they just were just like, let's just go down there and grab people 
um, and fulfill Justin Lore's worst nightmares, and then we'll get out of there. It doesn't matter that it's. It doesn't matter that the fucking atmosphere is literally going to kill us. Um, but then, even with that, you're like, yeah, but human human beings are we're water. That's we're we're yeah. thinking water. That's what we are. Right. So that is a that that's that's a little I can I can look past that as a, as a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, but the central theme of like Mel Gibson's like loss of faith and his like recovering the faith, uh, it, it, it I don't know. I mean, it's it's not even like I think the scene where he's holding Morgan and Morgan's like, having the asthma asthma attack and he's like, "Don't do this again." Like I hate you. And he's like talking to God. Even that is a really powerful moment in the movie, and I think it's really well done. So I'm not entirely opposed to the idea of of there being some element of faith in this movie. I, I just it, it's the whole you know. God being used as the, you know, the plot device to, to, you know, the, the literal God in the machine. I just, I, I can't get past that. Okay. That's fair. Carly, your thoughts? My thoughts. How do you feel about the water? How do you feel about the God thing? And the dog dying. Oh, we don't need to talk about Houdini. That's too sad. Well, both of Houdini them. Houdini and Isabel. And Isabel. I couldn't. Uh, I feel like Isabel was more brutal for me than Houdini, mostly because I didn't really pay attention to the Houdini part. Um, I forgot that it was coming, but the second I saw that knife, I was like, nope. Um, and then the Isabel thing, I definitely had to cover my ears. Um, but, um, I know that, I don't know. I didn't, I know that, that God is, um, supposed to be i guess like the theme throughout the movie but i didn't look at it that way um i just kind of was like okay like this is just their life path like kid has asthma so he can inhale it because this is just like how it's supposed to go um there are no coincidences it's just like people have their own defenses because of certain things that happen in their lives and these are the things that happened and these are like this is why it happened but um i also do understand that um the goal i guess is to make mel gibson come back to his faith which honestly for me like mel gibson is my least favorite part of this movie i'm so much more drawn to everybody Mm -hmm. else and i kind of think that he's an asshole throughout the whole thing um sure so i yeah, I, 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 you know, that. I don't, uh, I don't really care about his process and what he's going through. I much more care about the other characters. Um, and so I, I feel like I focused more on that, um, than I did on like his process. Sure. And how do you feel about the water thing? Um, I was fine with it again because I feel like it went along with the theme yeah. of like everything is just happens because that's like the path that it's kind of supposed to go on. And you can obviously make choices to get off that path and go other directions. But like in this particular instance, like they just went with it. Cool. Let's talk about the alien design a little bit. How do we feel about this creature design? I think at the time when it came out, it was really good. I- uh, does it does it hold up? See, over time? I don't remember it. Be, I remember the alien design being a huge issue with people, and I never thought it really? was. I remember like um, reading articles and hearing things like the signs had me until the aliens, you know, got shown, and I was like, I don't see a problem with it. Like, 
they're fine. Yeah. I mean, now they definitely look more CGI than maybe I remember them being, but it's still like fine. You know, nobody knows. I still think yeah, it looks same. all right. I'm not, I don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think a lot of the criticism is people viewing it um, through the lens of like the amazing CGI we have now. Um, but I, I, I think the way these things look and the way they move is it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gets yeah. the job done. Um you know, the, the scene where obviously the, the Brazilian birthday party scene, that's still really totally. fucking scary. It is. Even when you know it's coming, it's still just like, oh, my God. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix's reaction to it's, it's amazing. It's yes. perfect. It's so, so perfect. Good. So good. Uh, but the, the scene with the aliens that, that always the shot that always gets me. Um, I mean, there's no there's no bad scene with the aliens in this movie. Like every time you see the aliens on screen, it's pretty scary. Uh you know, the way it's holding Morgan when you see it in the reflection mm-hmm. of the TV I at the end. Um, it's the, the way it's like it's circling with Joaquin Phoenix when they're about to fight. It, it, it's, it has a really convincing, um, uh, like that's how these things would move if this thing mm-hmm. were real. But and we the don't shot see them a lot either. No, like, it's, that's they're what I'm saying. Over, it's, it's, they're not overshown. It's, it's absolutely not. It's 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 done very tastefully. Yeah. Um I, I think they knew their limitations, what they could and they couldn't show. Um I think the close up of the alien's face when Morgan picks up the bat is it's pretty creepy the way it's like your classic reptilian slash gray alien. It's pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Um the scene when Bo comes into Mel Gibson's room and she's like, I can't sleep, there's a monster outside my door. And he just like he completely like omits that last part. Like he doesn't respond to it all. He's like, "Let's go get some water." And he goes into her room, and then there's a shot where he looks out the window and he sees the fucking alien standing on the roof in silhouette. That is so yeah. Oh my god, that is like I'm getting goosebumps right now. I just got goosebumps when you said it. Like that. That is the scene that that really um because with the birthday scene, they're like. The following footage may disturb you. And then there's another like minute of like kids freaking out. And so you're like, okay, something scary is about to happen. And it's scary when you see it, but you're at least like, okay, I know something scary is about to happen. So I'm bracing myself for it. The shot of that thing on the roof, you get no warning and it's so brief and it's so simple and stark that it's like, Oh wow. That was a, okay. I don't need to see that anymore. Yeah, less is more in this movie. I mean, just the, oh, the yeah. brief glimpses you get of shadows and leg, like random legs, or in the hand oh. under the pantry thing yep. uh, made my husband jump so high uh, the, the first time I watched of- this with him. It was the greatest moment of my life. I loved it. It was almost as the good as of our them, marriage. Like, running around in the roof, our wedding. Um, like. Sorry, did I interrupt uh, no, you? I was just going to say, like the the, the 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 scene when they're when the aliens begin their siege, and you can hear them running around on the roof, and then you hear the glass breaking, and you know, Joaquin Phoenix is like, "They're in the house." Yes. That reminds me of like the scene in Close Encounters of the Third Kind when um, what's her? Who is it? Uh, Melanie Dillon, I think it is, when the little boy gets taken, and you just hear things crawling on the roof. Mm. I mean, luckily in Close Encounters, we find out that the aliens are somewhat benevolent. Like we don't know what yeah. they did with Richard Dreyfuss at the after the end. <laughs> I don't want to know, but they're friendly. I think they fed uh, him mashed potatoes. They did, of course. He, yeah. they, they fixed his broken mind yeah. that they broke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <laughs> they broke this. This the, like the sound. The sound design of this movie, where you could picture the aliens like mm-hmm. scampering around on the porch. Yeah. And like up in the house, that is just as creepy as actually seeing the aliens. Sure. And I think that's like that. That's something that like a lot of movies can't do. But, um, you know, they, they pull off in this. Like all the scenes involving the aliens are just I don't think they miss the mark once. I agree. 
Same. I also would like to mention that there's some really lighthearted, wonderful moments in this movie, too. I really oh, love like the comedy that's in this yes. movie. The whole part where they're in town is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> when he walks out and he just like, after he's talking to the druggist, the girl yeah. at the pharmacy, and he just sits down and he looks like, he looks shell shocked and he's just like yeah. none of you are to go go to talk to her ever again yeah <laughs> just like don't bring it up again i lo- and by the way pharmacy girl if she looks familiar i don't yeah. know if any of you watch uh the new girl she's uh schmidt's uh girlfriend for a period of time elizabeth on new girl and oh, i was cool. when i was re-watching this i was like why do i know her from and that's that's it uh yeah i got excited because i was like oh i know her um I also like, I mean, just in general, Walking Phoenix is also mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, I love the running around the house scene where Mel Gibson oh, yeah. doesn't know how to swear. It's still really enjoyable. <laughs> I like it when uh, when uh, Joaquin Phoenix refers to a game that children play as Furry Furry mm-hmm, Rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, what's I don't furry, know why that whole, they should be going. <laughs> he's like in he's like in the yeah. closet. He's in the Harry Potter bedroom under the stairs watching this watching the news constantly and saying that the kids should be playing furry furry rabbit i don't <laughs> know what like, furry what? furry rabbit is but like I, it's a game right i don't know <laughs> makeup games I, I i do like the uh how they they constantly like highlight how like how like kind of square mel gibson is like the scene when he goes to um very ready's house the uh, M. Lake Shyamalan's character, and he's like i trapped one of them in the uh, in the cupboard like don't go in there and mel gibson walks in he goes the cops are here son Come out peacefully. We got your friends. We're taking him to. We took him downtown in a paddy wagon. And then he like stops and he's like paddy wagon. Like he mouths <laughs> to himself like that sound. He's like, what the fuck? There's some really good like moments of comedy yeah. in this that I appreciate. Subtle comedy. I that's like nice. that. I like it. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what makes this movie so great is that it's like equal parts scary, equal parts funny, and then you know equal parts. It's a really like tender nice movie about about family and yeah um it i i think that gets like overlooked a lot when people talk about this because unfortunately again it's it's cool to make fun of m night Shyamalan. it's cool to say he's like a he's he's like a one-trick pony and all that but this this movie is like it's honestly touching at times the, the relationship that all these people have you know where it's like mel gibson has obviously distanced himself from his children and since his wife died and you know, they're struggling to come to terms with that and his brother's struggling to come to terms with that. But in the end, they're all still like, they all pull together and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's just good in like a really pure, cheesy way. Yeah, that, I agree. You know, few a movies cheesy. accomplish. But M. Night Shyamalan does a little bit of cheese in mm-hmm. his movies, just in general. Yeah, no That's doubt. just kind of his thing. And I'm okay with that. I think, uh, yeah, it was really cool to shit on M. Night Shyamalan for a while. And uh, I am certainly guilty of that. Um, and when we did our M. Night Shyamalan episode, and since then, I mean, we've done, we we did The Village, which is when I originally fell off the M. Night Shyamalan bandwagon. Um, and I've really come to realize that he's not, He's not at all bad, and there's really no reason to, like, feel the way that people feel about him, other than the fact that expectations got in the way. Like, he's like his movies that people don't like, they're still pretty good. They're really um, good. Maybe I, not Lady I in the Water. If you maybe not Lady them, in the Water. I haven't seen that, so I can't really talk to... I mean, I have seen it, but not since I saw it first. Yeah. Um, 
Sure, that's true. I haven't. Re-watched but I feel it. like upon rewatch, a lot of his movies are better than I remember them being. Yes. Yeah. It's true. It's a fact. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing The Sixth Sense in mm-hmm. theaters, and like halfway through, I kind of like made a joke to the person I was with, like, "I bet Bruce Willis is dead," <laughs> just as like a joke. <laughs> and then it when you it asshole. happened, I was like, I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> that's still awesome it's the best (laughs) i love that all right um anything else we want to add about signs before we close out nothing um the aliens aren't our friends and if they're real they're here they're here to to take us i don't know i mean you think all 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 that about all aliens justin we don't have time to dive into the rabbit hole about their intentions for us that's true that's true wait Thank you for being our resident alien yes. specialist. I appreciate all you added about oh. the, the facts <laughs> Quote of alien, the facts. alienisms. Yeah. Um, oh, one more thing I just wanted to mention. Uh, I have a question for you both because I, I read, I wrote this line down from the movie and I'm just curious how anyone else thinks about it. Uh, the newscaster says when they're showing the aliens, Everything they wrote in science books is about to change. And then Karen Culkin says, yep, see, told ya. How, <laughs> yeah. How is that true? Everything um, in science books is about... No, nothing it, we it, knew about science is accurate. Now everything is completely different because aliens exist? It's it's definitely hokey. And um, okay. if, if I can be non-comedic for a moment, uh, this movie is like kind of a religious movie. I actually think that if aliens showed up, most scientists would be like, yeah, we fucking... We told we, you. Why wouldn't there be aliens? Like, of course. I think this. I think an event like that would have greater implications uh, religiously. Um, because it would be like, oh, it would make people think like that there's, there's these humanoid aliens from somewhere else. It would really rock uh, religions far more than it would rock science. Sure. I just think that line, honestly, was kind of a... Uh, like a comedic throw, like a little bit of like comedic throwaway for uh, for Lil Culkin, just to be like, see, I, I fucking told you guys that science books are gonna have to be rewritten. See, I always thought it was gonna be more like like um, there has to be a catchphrase for every like giant thing that happens in the world. Like oh, there's one that too, small yeah. step for man, one giant. You know what I mean? Like I was just kind of thinking like that's supposed to be the catchphrase of this of what's happening. Uh, oh yeah, that too. In the media, uh, I just didn't think it worked. I thought they could have come up with something better. (laughs) I found it very distracting. Like, what? So, like, molecules are different now? (laughs) Everything we knew about science is different? The Heisenberg uncertainty principle is now out the window because lights over Mexico City. (laughs) (laughs) Carbon dating, no longer a thing because aliens exist. Dinosaurs aren't real anymore because of the lights over Mexico City. (laughs) (laughs) Biology? fucking going out the window everything we know about how our bodies work no longer because aliens exist yeah Duh. don't you know i mean it's i'm just i'm just saying i didn't like that <laughs> i didn't like that line i'm just saying okay we can move on now um so usually now we just talk about some things going on with us we talk about what we're watching what we're reading what we're into uh so we can do that real quick if if everyone's down and justin if you want to shout out anything going on in your area if we we okay, have yeah, sure. some pennsylvania listeners uh i want to check out some events and stuff happening with you guys over there um in your horror land that's cool too <laughs> um 
So go ahead and start if you want. Are you watching, listening to, uh, reading anything interesting right now? Um, I we Hard Business just did an episode with uh, bro, uh, with Ryan Sawyer. Shout out to Ryan Sawyer. I fucking oh, I love, love that Ryan guy. Sawyer, awesome. how's he doing? Good, good. It was it was it was honestly so much fun to to finally talk to that guy. I was so like I was I like laying awake the night before, and I was like, forever. Is he still on Twitter? Oh, he's still on Twitter. Yeah. Dang. All right. Um, we we did an episode on uh, the movie The Keep, which is um, based on a book that is the first part of a long series of books that I got my my internet handle. The Repairman X Jack is a reference to that book. I'm currently rereading that series, uh, The Repairman Jack Saga. It's amazing. Um, Castle Rock is awesome. I don't know if you guys are if you, if you guys are watching Castle Rock this season is like. It's a, like an Italian kissing hand noise. Um, and then the movie that I watched recently that like blew me away and it might be like a contender for number one of the year was, uh, Daniel yes, isn't real. I want to see that so bad. Yeah. That movie is so fucking good. Holy it's shit. It's on my list to see soon. Uh, we had a chance to see it at, um, when Liam and I went to the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, we were either going to go Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. And the only reason we were going to go on Friday is because everyone was hyping Daniel Isn't Real, which was like playing that night. Mm. Um, but an American Werewolf in London was playing uh, at the Colonial Theater down in Phoenixville, where they filmed The Blob, that same night. And I was like, I'm sorry, Liam. I, I, American Werewolf in London, it vetoes Daniel Isn't Real. Like, I'll, I'll see, I got to see that movie on 35 millimeter in, in, in an old theater. I'm sorry. Uh, so I recently just finally watched it, and it is, uh, it's insanity. Um, it's sort of like it keeps getting compared to Jacob's Ladder. Oh, interesting. But I don't think that's really. I mean, there's definitely like DNA of Jacob's Ladder, like in that movie. But it really, it's 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 unlike anything um, I've seen before. Like it's really like psychedelic and weird, and like it has a few moments of like traditional horror where you see like spooky imagery, but it does a really really good job of of highlighting one of the scariest things possible which is being afraid of your own thoughts <clears throat> and not trusting what's going on in your own head which is so frightening and this movie um it's been accused of demonizing mental illness a little mm. bit and i can kind of see where critics with that uh accusation are coming from but i i don't think that was the intent uh so if you get a chance watch that movie because it's it's really it's really amazing cool it does sound good. It's on my list, and I think Carly, we have screener of that if we want to check oh, it out. Amazing. Hmm. Uh, anything else? Anything else you're reading or? Uh, no, TV not shows much. You're I mean, watching? It's, other than uh, Castle aside Rock? from yeah, aside from <laughs> Castle Rock and like The Watchmen, but I wouldn't really. The Watchmen isn't really horror related, but it's amazing. But it's not. Too, yeah, we too talk about non horror related things. Yeah, you can you can go crazy. Oh, in that case, everyone should be watching The Watchmen. No pun intended. <laughs> Watch the Watchmen. How about you, Carly? What you got going on over there in Not La La Land? Not a lot of horror stuff um, currently, but I am going to go see Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night double feature on the seventeenth, which I'm really excited about at the New Bev. Oh, OG. Yes, Black yes, Christmas. yes. Not, Sorry, not the new one. I got please. distracted. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> Very excited to uh, start the third season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, oh, you didn't start I, it I yet? Did. I did. I'm one episode in. What, what else was I watching? Oh, because oh, I needed to watch these alien movies. Um, oh, yeah. 
Justin, do you watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? You don't strike me as someone who does, but I think I, everyone should. I do not know. <laughs> I highly recommend you check it out. I highly recommend okay, you do. I think I'll people don't. I think the title turns people yeah, I do off. Too. Does Tony watch it? But it's Tony. Steve loves just started it. watching it too. He's already like almost done with the second season. Yeah, I think people like see like the poster and see the name and think that's for some old ladies to watch. <laughs> and it's it's really not. It's, it's really about not. like a brazen uh, comedian comedian in the 60s. Uh, and it's hilarious. And it's Tony smart. Shalhoub is the acting's fire. phenomenal. Like it's just it's all around an amazing show that everyone that's for everybody. It's for everyone to watch. Agreed. Um yeah, I've been watching that. Sorry, not to interrupt you. I just get no, really excited about like, Mrs. Maisel. Trying to remember the other things. There's, I feel like I want to watch the new, um, I recently got an iPad. It came with a year of Apple TV plus mm. whatever it's called for free. Um, and so there's that new M. Night Shyamalan series on Apple plus TV. Oh, I don't know what the, the servant or whatever it is. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been wanting to check that out as well. Mm. I've been hearing really interesting stuff about it. So um, that I, cool. that's on my list. Carly, nice. are you are, are you watching uh, The Mandalorian? Of course I'm watching The Mandalorian. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. It makes yes. me so happy. It's like a little 30 to 40 minute treat every week. And I look excited. I'm so excited for Fridays whenever a new episode comes out. I love it. Yeah, that's it's so, so good. I'm still watching uh, True Blood and that's about it and and mrs mazel uh i've been watching the uh the movies that what's the name of that series it's on netflix the movies that made us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we watched like three of those yesterday i don't know if do you are you guys familiar with that no i am but um, what what uh is it just uh, like people they're talking brief about documentary they're brief they're like hour-long documentaries about like popular movies from our childhood and by okay. our i mean people in our their 30s and probably 40s um <laughs> it's uh they did one on ghostbusters and the making of ghostbusters uh they did one on um um home alone um they're really good they're really fun to watch um they have all like actors and directors and writers who are involved uh talking about the film and how they got it made and and difficulties they had making the movie um it's pretty fun pretty fun to uh watch highly recommend that it's on netflix there's I can take that yeah there's one left that i haven't seen i think it's uh dirty dancing which i'm kind of interested in seeing that one uh but yeah oh die hard is the other one they did which is i highly yes, recommend you I need watch, to watch that. that yeah 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 it's good. <laughs> there's some really interesting uh factoids in there if you like those movies um so yeah been doing that and lots of christmas shopping and getting ready for Christmas, and that that that's that's been a lot of my life right now. Did I feel yeah. Did I tell you guys what I'm getting my niece for Christmas? No. <laughs> Amongst other things, uh, so anyone who knows me knows that I <clears throat> I spoil my niece. Like she's my sidekick. I you go guys are the all out cutest, for every year by for the her. Way. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. I she's just my buddy. Yeah. Um, I commissioned a portrait of myself as like a renaissance monk like holding a copy of purple rain and looking like beautifully up into the sky with cocoa bean sitting in front of me little baby cthulhu's flying around me and then my late dog jacob barker up in the sky like smiling down from heaven 
can I please see? Uh, you're How gonna can I get show a us that, right? Like we're oh, gonna. Can I, I, order, can I order a print you, of this? Oh yeah, yeah can my we home. order prints? Can you make it on T-shirt? Um, I mean, when, when it gets done, I can see what I can do because it's gonna be like <laughs> an actual wear. oil painting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that. I I, I ordered that yesterday, and. Uh, I'm just like, man, I, I told my sister what I was getting and she did like an, it's the first time I've seen someone do a genuine spit take. <laughs> like I went to my mom and dad's <laughs> last night and, you know, we're sitting around the table just having coffee and I told my sister and she's like, it was like the only genuine spit take I've ever seen someone do. And she was like, are you, you're really doing that? And I was like, yeah, I can, I got, I got, I'm paying several hundred dollars to have it made. And she was like, she's going to lose her fucking mind on Christmas morning. I was like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I, I love how I love how your niece's dream Christmas present is a crazy portrait, a portrait. of her uncle <laughs> doing crazy. Well, <clears throat> to be fair, I got the inspiration from the present. I'm, what I'm getting my grandfather is uh, portraits made of cocoa bean and our old dog Jake as like a fancy duchess and like a fancy colonel. Like there's yeah, those places those you can go so online and get like right now. yeah. So then I was like, I should get something like that for Brie. And then I was like thinking about it, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna like find someone and spend the money. And I I I, I commission. I can officially say I commissioned a portrait of myself yesterday. <laughs> it's really exciting, Justin. I can't wait <laughs> that to see. Makes it. me so happy. There's uh, I got I did get some uh, dog socks for friends. Um, with their dogs' faces on them, but Adorable. I didn't. I, I thought about doing the portrait thing, but I wanted to get them other things too. So, um, I just opted for the socks. But the socks are really cool. They came in. They yeah. look great. They did a great job on them. If you're interested in those pup socks things, I've kicked it Not around. Sponsored. They- just saying. <laughs> don't say the name. Don't say <laughs> I did the name. already. I'm not gonna edit it out. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. So next week, guys, we are um. We are going to be skipping an episode next week. Sorry, taking a quick break. I will be out of town for about a week. And so it's going to make it difficult for us to put out an episode that quickly. Um, but keep your eyes peeled on Patreon if you're a Patreon subscriber, because uh, I'm sure we'll do a live stream very, 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 very soon. Uh, so check it out on there if you are going to miss us too much and can't deal with a week without Final Girls to the one or two people that probably feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Anything else we need to say before we go? Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank oh, you. <clears throat> thank you for so having fun. me. This was, uh, I love talking to you guys about, about you know, pretty much anything. Like, yeah. it was a blast hanging out with you guys in LA last spring yes. and, you know, talking, talking horror movies with, with, uh, with intelligent people is something I don't get to, I mean, I talk to Liam, but, you know, he's wrong <laughs> about everything. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he he thinks that he thinks that Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist, so we can't even go there. Um, <laughs> but no, thank thank you guys for having me on here. It's it's uh, it's just I don't know. It's, it's just you you guys are so awesome, and uh, the two of you. It's it's been like social media. You guys are the gift that social media has given us, and uh, Aww, yeah, so just sweet. I really appreciate coming in here and 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 you valuing my weird opinions about aliens enough for me to come on and. Uh, and talk oh holy shit real what? quick what the scene in the fourth kind when the little girl gets abducted they talk yeah. about her phasing through the roof yeah and i was like oh shit that's what that crazy girl told me on that fucking date i went on yes it oh is i totally had flashbacks to that too oh my god guys go back and listen to that horror business episode because yeah. it's, it's hilarious. so good oh yeah. my god 
But oh. um, yeah, just thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me on this. This was a lot of fun and it, it, it was it was a blast. And I want you guys on hard business fucking ASAP. We'll right, do it. Anytime. We adore you. We adore you. We love you. You're always welcome on. So, okay. All right. So until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> we are on it. Yeah.